Yes, evening all. Welcome along to the Irish F1 show in association with PFT Travel. Catering for all your transport requirements from a private minibus to luxury air-conditioned coaches. Uh, giving you the perfect solution each time. Travelling comfort, driving style of PFT Travel. You can contact MJ on 087-624-8831 or email pfarreltransport at yahoo.com. You can also find them on Facebook at pfarreltransport limited. And also a big shout out to Rapco. And that's a nice little segue because I'll bring in Richie and Barry. Barry has a few uh, little decals of the Irish F1 show for us for the last couple of weeks that, funnily enough, didn't make their way back here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, thanks, Barry. <laughs> yeah, no matter. Well, well, Rapco is uh, a business between Savvy Brothers, and we have uh, doing vehicle graphics and car, car race cars and wall art and all sorts of stuff. And we've also a delivery company. So we managed to get the stickers printed, but we didn't get them delivered. So we're <laughs> halfway there. Halfway there, living on a prayer. Richie Carney, how are you keeping? All right, Kev, yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm not so bad. I'm not so bad. Uh, we are a couple of days late, but it actually works out pretty good because we can chat about France and then we can look ahead to Hungary as well, all in one. Um, I know, Richie, you haven't been feeling great. Uh, you're back to some bit of fitness anyway to join us this evening. And uh, we're, delighted to, we're delighted to have you back. Um was it was that to do with the F1 that was sickening you in particular or <laughs> no, no, just stomach bug Kevin. Unfortunately, stomach bug kept me under wraps all weekend, so managed to watch the Formula One from the luxury of my bed, unfortunately. Yeah, well what did we make of it all? Barry, I'll start with you. Uh, I think we were kind of robbed of what could have been a great race with um Leclerc ending up in the tire wall. Um it would be very interesting to see if uh, Verstappen could have got him because I know the smart money was on Verstappen just uh, kind of breezing on by him once the, once the DRS kicked in on the second or third lap or whatever it is, uh, such as the the pace advantage in a straight line of the Red Bull, but it didn't seem to be happening, um, which, which, uh, which, which, which is a surprise. So, yeah, I think that's the overriding thing of it. I think we, we, we were robbed of a, of, a, of a bit of a showdown, unfortunately. Mm, Richie? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, it had all the makings of a great race, in fairness, only for Charles doing what he'd done, but it is what it is now. We can't turn back the clock. <laughs> just, just try make some sort of interest out of it now, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I suppose it had been shaping up quite well for, for Charles with, with the pole. Uh, and then, unfortunately, you know, we'll go through the, the race results. We'd match for stopping, winning it, obviously. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell completing... Uh, a double for Mercedes on the podium in second and third, respectively. Then Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, Fernando Alonso, Lando Norris, Esteban Ocon, Daniel Ricciardo, Lance Stroll. Um, your strategy bug has come back to uh, to haunt Ferrari. I know it's a different bug to what you have, Richie, but uh, it's it's sickening for, for Ferrari nonetheless, isn't it? That's, Jesus, it's just, it's reminding me of 2019 with Vettel and Ferrari, like, in a year when they should have won a world title, like, between... Ferrari and Vettel, Ferrari's cock-ups and Vettel's mistakes. It's like, it's Groundhog Day with the two of them, really and truly. Like, to just, they're doing their best to throw away a championship. Yeah, I think, that, well, we see, remember in Vettel stuck it in the in the wall at uh, at uh, Hockenheim, and that was seen to be the kind of the the image and the point where it all fell apart. And I wonder, will, will the similar image of Leclerc in the wall of Paul Ricard, which is a job in itself to hit a, to hit a wall and Paul Ricard, like, it's not, there's not much to hit, like, but, um, it, it, you know, will that be the, will that be the image of 2022 to match the 19 image of Vettel at, at, at Hockenheim? Because, uh, yeah, Jesus, they're, 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 they're just not, they're not making it easy for themselves by a long way. 
Um, and Max is just, you know, keeps just going, banking the points, banking the points every time they, they, they drop the ball. So it's very interesting. Um, very interesting. See, like Leclerc, I know there's a big conspiracy. See, there's a conspiracy theory doing the rounds that it was a throttle problem and Leclerc is just taking the fall for it. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it was just Leclerc just, just overdid it. But as he said himself, he just made an error and ended up, um, asking too much of the rear tires in the middle of a, kind of long constant radius corner that you're kind of on the edge of the track the natural line is on the edge of the track anyways um mm. it just got away in them you know but yeah richie i have a comparison here so obviously a lot of our uh listeners and viewers incidentally are, are kind of ga people as well which is mad because i know barry you're just um what do you call it circuit race that I, went out pretty much well, right? i believe but, i believe there was a football match on or something at the weekend i knew nothing something, about it. something like that yeah something like that <laughs> but like genuinely... you, know, you know the analogy of uh we did all the hurling and they did all the scoring this kind of reminds me of the f1 this year where like <laughs> they're like you can have all the pause lads but we'll win all the races you know it's kind of similar in, in that kind of parallel thing going on but like it really is coming down to the bit of reliability and the strategy but I don't know, like, is there an element of truth in that conspiracy theory? And I'm not one for believing in many conspiracy theories, but you could see the demeanor last time out um, of don't say anything kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Or it'll be wrapping the knuckles. It, you know, it is an interesting one, like, because if you step out of a place there, like, you're, you are going to get hammered. We, we know what, what they've been like down through the years. You know what I mean? I, 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 I don't think it's a conspiracy, to be honest. I think it's driver error, really and truly. Um, I was looking and reading somewhere and he was carrying 10 to 13 kilometers an hour more on that lap than the previous lap. So that's a it's massive all, amount. Like that's massive amount. Like, so just the rears, the rears kept up and let go. You can just see he, he goes to turn the car and it, it rotates already, only it stays rotating. So, um, nah, it's pure driver error. Like, and I mean, there's no need for that driver error. Like, this is where Red Bull and, and Max are. Picking up the pieces, like I mean, how many wins have Ferrari thrown away now at this stage this year? Like it's ridiculous. Leclerc, it's like... Leclerc said himself, I think, in one of the interviews afterwards, he said they, they gave away seven points at Imola when with his um with his spin that he got going from at the chicane that the the Ariane Devanta chicane, whatever they call it, up the top of the hill, and and another twenty five at um France the weekend. So he he was counting thirty two, but it's worse than that because. It's not just the points he gave up; it's the points he in turn gifted to to Verstappen. Like so, like he, he went from twenty five to eighteen. That's a that's a fourteen. That, that's a twenty five plus the what the seven he would have uh, he would have had uh, of an advantage. So it's a thirty. He's having a spot here now. Thirty two point swing in in points just at France, you know, because he was about yeah. to bank twenty five. He's about to bank seven more than Verstappen. And he ended up with twenty five less, so that's thirty two of a swing in in one move. Like it's yeah. half of the cha- half of what he's lacking in the championship just just at the weekend, just in France. So and they're slowly, slowly, they're slowly letting Mercedes back into the fight for second, and Mercedes well, carrying no, way off. Like. More interesting, I think, Richie, they're let, like Ferrari in a funny kind of way are letting or Leclerc is letting Sainz, yeah, not yeah. into the fight maybe, but he. he I mean, there's no question in, in Red Bull who, who's number one. Um, Perez had a bad weekend anyways, but even without that, there's no question. But with Ferrari, I think, um, you know, Sainz for his own thing is probably not doing team, the, the team any good, but Sainz from his own point of view is still kind of hanging on by the fingernails in terms of I could still be number one here, or I'm definitely not number two more to the point. So 
you know, and that's going to have an impact then later in the year too, where they might, you know, they might still be robbing points off each other. Um, having said that, Science did a great number two role on Saturday in qualifying, but giving yeah. him the toe on his pole lap. So, you know, they're still working well together, but Science is still hanging in there. And he's, I heard him say something the other day. So, well, I've made mistakes and Charles made a mistake at the weekend. So he's kind of trying to, to show that, you know, he's not out of the fight either and that he's comparable to, to Leclerc. So that could get mm. tasty, yeah. Toe is right. Richie wanted to give him a toe in the hole earlier in the year, I think. <laughs> he's after <laughs> he's after opening, uh, opening, I suppose, up a little bit anyway. But if you look at the driver standings, lads, and I wanted to kind of go through this, which we do in every episode, with Max leading on 2-3-3 and Leclerc on one seventy. Like, you know, I thought you was a nice what you're actually been talking about with Perez, one six three breathing down his throat, signs one four four. George Russell, 143. And then with the constructor side of things, like Red Bull, 396, Ferrari, 314, and Mercedes, 270. And then there's a huge gap back to Alpine, 193. Like, in fairness, it is it is a bit of a... Look, we, we've said this nearly every episode, that Mercedes have been the beneficiary of unreal, unreliability elsewhere. But they're still putting themselves in the position to avail of that, which is, I suppose, where you've got to give them a little bit of credit. Now... I did uh, look up a few little bits and bobs and uh, Toto Wolf speaking to uh, F1 says that Mercedes still need to work out how to win despite the encouraging double podium finish. Now, I wonder, like, is he meaning that in terms of, like, obviously Lewis Hamilton knows how to win. Um, does he mean, as a team, do they need to get an extra bit of performance to learn how to win? Or what is that kind of directed at, would you say? Learn how to win. They've won everything for the last... Fucking four or five years. <laughs> what do they need to learn? They just need to have a decent car. Yeah, it's mm. that, that's I don't I don't understand. The, maybe there's a loss in translation sort of thing there, but learn to win. I mean, there's no one no one on the current grid that knows more about winning than Mercedes do. So, I mean, literally just need a car that goes faster. It's as simple as that. There's no learning there. They learn how to make it go faster, maybe, but yeah. winning, they know. How to I've do. just read. In fairness, like I've just read out the headline, but like if you go further into the article, yeah. And I quote, I think second and third is great. There are two steps on the podium and the most points uh, we could get. It's encouraging we could score this result on Sunday, but it's still very difficult for us to pin down where we would end up if everyone finishes. So he's calling it fairly straight then, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think at the weekend, um, to bring it around to the other the other Ferrari faux pas with, 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 um, with Sainz and his, you know, absolute nothing pit stop at the end. Uh, that aside, it would have been uh, third and fourth for Mercedes. Um, I think more than likely, you know. So again, yeah, they are kind of uh, they're definitely getting quicker. We said this before, definitely getting quicker, but there's still a little bit of, you know, just it, the, the reliability and grid penalties are still muddy in the water a little bit. So they still don't have the pace. They're still definitely the third quickest car. Mm -hmm. uh, Perez and Russell uh, attempted overtake uh, situation there. What did we make of that, Richard? Didn't see all that wrong with it. Door was left open. He put it down there. Um, minimal contact. I think Perez made a, a, a massive meal. I would, to be honest with you, um, I, I couldn't see all. That. I couldn't like. Be, I couldn't see Barry Rabbit backing over a situation like that. So no, I couldn't see myself backing over a situation like that. So I, I didn't see all that wrong with it, to be honest. Barry. Yeah, I, I think the move was fair from from Russell's point of view. Um, I think. I think they've actually called it right. I think it was a bit of a racing incident. He threw it, he, the door was open, he threw it there on the inside. The only thing is he didn't leave any room for Perez to stay on track. You know, not deliberately, he probably was just overcommitted to the, to the apex a little bit, Russell that is. Um, so 
No, I don't. I, I, I think it panned out about right. To be honest, um, I don't think Russell had any case to be to be crying down the radio. I think that was, you know, if he'd have left him a car's with the way out, well then, fair enough. But he left Perez nowhere to go, and Perez obviously, you know, took the option of just cutting the corner a little bit, and 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 you know, what's what's the, what's the saying? Is it not not no blood, no foul, or something like that? You know, so he was all right. I think you know, I think it was one of them. But I just thought it was it was strange that Russell was. You know, so for Cyprus and the radio, just and I think his team actually basically told him to, you know, forget it, put the head down and go after him again, which was the right thing to be told at that point. So I think it's just something drivers do now, isn't it? Like the very minute anything anywhere controversial happens, like they're on the radio barking straight away. Oh, he left me no room. He left me blah 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 blah. That's. All for I think it's like, mad. It's 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 all for the it's all for the the, the race director and maybe a little bit for the, yeah. yeah. But you know, from a driver's point of view, if you're, you know, obviously these guys are the creme de la creme, and they're, you know they're not just the same as me or Richie going around Modelo or wherever we go, but there's still similarities no matter what. And you know, it has to be a distraction to be thinking because I mean that you you know thinking about trying to recall what happened and thinking of rules and right to call, you know, just that act of thinking it and talking it has to be a distraction from the actual act of driving the car. Like, so I think that's why the teams ultimately tell them to just, you know, forget it, but they head down because I, I can guarantee if you look at the mini sectors or speeds, it wouldn't be the quickest lap you'd ever do when you're giving out on the radio because you can't be, you have to be concentrating hundred percent feeling everything the car is doing. So, um, it's a bit silly. I know, I know we all get wound up and, is maybe if we had radios, Richie, it'd be a different story. If we, we can only shout at ourselves, you know, so probably not just the same. <laughs> thank, thank God they don't give up radio. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to hear those tapes. That'd be, that'd be pretty saucy now, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, another thing, Barry, that you wanted to kind of bring up in particular was uh, Alonso, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, is he purposely holding back once he gets into a decent position? What's kind of prompting this line of thinking? I don't know. I just think... I was watching them at the weekend and I remember in Monaco where he literally just drove around at like F2 pace nearly just to keep them all behind him because I think Alonso has, well, he's, he's a wily old fox, there's no doubt about that and he's still, like his open, he was, he, I don't know if anyone's seen his on board, his, um, the, 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 off the line, he just, he just, he's so good, it really is, I'm a massive Alonso fan, he's just so good and, and um, we don't get to see enough of it because he's not dicing for the front, but he really is one of the top, top drivers on the grid at the moment. You know, I, he'd be in my top three comfortably. Um, so he's very smart, very switched on, a lot of experience. And I just, just wonder, like on the safety car restart, he held back, which wouldn't be like him at all. Like I just do is watch the actual start and see, you know, his approach normally to getting it off the line. So he held back and, there's a reason he did that. He didn't do that by a mistake or anything else. And then he was, we heard him on the radio saying that, you know, I want to keep Norris behind me to burn up his tires. And it seems to be when he gets into that kind of position, which is, it's almost like he's, there's an old adage that says, win the race at the slowest speed possible. Now he's not winning races, but when he gets to, what was it? Fifth, I think he finished at the weekend. Was he for the results of Frontier? But if it, when he gets to what's in effect, leading for him which is you know first of the non-red bull ferraris mclarens whatever or mercedes he takes on this you know win at the lowest speed possible type thing and just pulls it all back and just goes right i'm not going to finish third so let's just lock in fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever it is um i just don't think it's by accident i think it'd be worth watching to see if we can see any glimpses of that if that theory is mm -hmm. right going forward in other races it just it, it it seems to be something he's doing 
I think. Park the bus, Richie. It does make a little bit of sense. I, I hadn't really thought about it until Barry put it in the notes. Like, and when you do think about it, it's like he's saying to himself, listen, now you haven't got a car that's going to compete in the top three. So we're actually, we're fifth here, we're fourth here. Like, I mean, this is really respectable for us as a team. Let's just fucking keep it like, like let's make sure we stay where we are in, instead of trying to drive on and, and you know, try Burn up the tires He's happy enough to just, Sparrow said, like I say, it's not something I really spoke or thought about, but it does make sense. And like, like Barry, I would put him in definitely my top four drivers on the grid there at the moment, definitely. Do you think he could still win regularly if he was in a Red Bull, lads? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah really, without yeah? a doubt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all little stuff, maybe, you know, that you're that you're picking up on. And, you know, like his opening laps. It's not that, you know, people say, oh, you only got two positions. It's not. It's just the, the car placement. You know, it's it's, it's just, it's phenomenal, you know, what he's doing. He's, 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 he's so switched on. He's still, he was never the fastest ever. And, and I think, you know, he's admitted that himself. But from an overall package point of view, he's, he's heartbeat. He's some racer, like he's a serious racer. Like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but it begs the question: It's uh, Richie hasn't. It has been a long time since he's been in a, a you know a decent car, like with the greatest will in the world. Do you know, like why is that the case, or why was that the case? Like we had we had his retirement, and he came back out of retirement. But did he get written off a little bit too quickly by some of the big ones out there in terms of the job he could do? I think to be fair to Fernando, and I don't really like saying this, but he shot himself in the foot with a few of the bigger teams throughout the years, you know, that thing with shared information that time with McLaren and Renault. Espionage, was that the... Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, like, with McLaren, when he was with them, like, he completely dogged them in and out of the ground every race on the radio. Done the same towards the end with Ferrari. So I just... Alpine was the only team. Yeah, yeah, I think he just... You know, surprisingly enough for a, for a guy of his calibre, but I just think he burned too many bridges with the bigger teams. Mm. It's Mark, like, you look at the, the age profile and where he's at, and he still has that, because we know with time, generally, reflexes and all can start to, you know, and I suppose maybe you don't take the risk that you might have taken, like, when you're Verstappen's age or something like that, but, yeah, he's uh, wily old foxes, as the fella said. Now, uh, we did stumble upon something during the week, right, and it's not, when you see this clip originally, you won't think, what the jizz has this got to do with circuit racing? But uh, this is a little video that uh, a YouTube channel called Even Flaw did during the week. And do bear with us, there is a small bit of foul language, but you'll see where we're coming from in a minute. Come on, Fendi! That's all we're gonna wrap that piece of shit! Come on! Oh, 
<laughs> Brilliant. Sorry for the language, but I just thought it was absolute gold, which uh, then prompted uh, me to kind of dig out this here. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously a screenshot from uh, the navigation day, and uh, there's stark similarities there, I have yeah. to say, lads. <laughs> As I said, the language was definitely similar. Yeah. That's brilliant, deadly. I uh, love yeah, that. I was class. Love that. Well done, even flow. Um, really, really good in fairness. And uh, Barry, you were telling us as well, I suppose, just by sheer coincidence, you did learn to drive an Amanta. Yeah, my dad had a Manta 400. Um, there was a replica, but it looked identical to the one that's in that video there. And had a 2.2 engine in it. Um, it was, you know, it was quick of its day, you know, probably get destroyed yeah. by a transit van today, like, you know. But um, yeah, he had that when I was about 15 or 16. And um it was yeah full wide arch and 13 inch rims on the back of it the whole lot and uh yeah i used to i used to wash the paint off because in return for washing it i used to be able to drive it from one side of the driveway to the other and the odd time we'd go up to the industrial estate and all i remember my dad saying to me was don't hit the throttle until the wheel is straight <laughs> that's the yoga <laughs> goes sideways up the road if you looked at it and so, it's, uh, it counts. yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's the, same, the uh, same rule applies but yeah the other funny thing right. about um the segue you mentioned transit fan there even flooded a video with a high s fan a blue high s fan and he was thrown all over the gaff as well it was uh it was it was mad it was really there to look at but you know his fan is great crack when there's nothing in the back of him i've been told and a diner is even better because I'm, 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 the I'm delighted you rescued that by saying so i've been told yeah <laughs> definitely haven't done anything like that in rented fans over the years no definitely there's not no, there's no admission of uh of guilt there in any way whatsoever yeah just really 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 cool the other thing a random thing that struck me right and this is purely because i was just taking a slug of water and i noticed the, the glass i have right obviously it's a guinness glass guinness clear zero zero right but it prompted something that i wanted to ask you guys in terms of marketing with f1 isn't it just so convenient now and an absolute must for alcohol companies to have a zero zero drink and i'm making reference to heineken because it's the same brand there's just two zeros beside it and all of a sudden every circuit you go to you have heineken brand awareness genius isn't it yeah it's a good combination i mean well you know and they're not they're they're, they're it's not a new one because if you go back to the 90s um in the british touring cars there was the uh, caliber with a k i think wasn't it that had a yeah. that, that had a uh was a i mean non-alcoholic yeah non-alcoholic non-taste non-everything it was rough stuff now altogether but it was uh yeah they used to sponsor a couple of and i think maybe rally cars as well that'd be more up your your, your field kevin but they, i know there was definitely a caliber um with a uh, uh, alcohol-free uh beer sponsorship so it makes sense you know don't don't drink and drive and all the rest of it and it's um it but Heineken are really all over it and doing big big promotions with it too. So it seems to be a bit of a thing that the whole zero alcohol Guinness and everybody getting involved in it. Silver, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Robbie Philpot alongside him. Yeah, uh, I just had another little brain fart there because I was at a wedding last year down in West Cork and uh, the lad is getting married. His brother, being the best man, he's actually the head of brewing with uh, with Guinness. So we'll give a shout out to, to Guinness Zero there. If they're listening or looking, sure, who knows? They might, yeah. they might, uh, <laughs> they might send be fans you a few of points. too. Yeah, yeah. If it's good enough for Heineken, it might be good enough for Guinness here as well. Um, so yeah, that's the story. Enough of the, the shameless uh, plugging here now and, and, and pawn and all, and all kinds of things. Where you want to Yeah, but listen, Kev, if, if Heineken is listening, don't bother sending any of that zero zero stuff up this way anyway. <laughs> it won't be drank. <laughs> I have to say, the Guinness Zero actually tastes 
really, really good for a, an alcohol-free drink, Richie. Did you try? Uh, did you try a bit of it? On a serious note. It's he's appalled. Richie is pure appalled at the thoughts of us. <laughs> honestly, honestly, right? On a serious note, it's as close as you get to the real thing. Just a little bit sweeter, I think, if anything. But yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so you won't be trying it then. There's a bit of work to do there with Richie, I think, in the marketing department. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get our PR expert on it after the uh, after the show ends here, and we'll just tell him a few bits and bobs about how he can improve on his PR game. <laughs> <laughs> only joking, only joking. Um, what was I going to say to you? Okay, I suppose we better look at hungry. Um, we we try to keep this to a forty minute time period, and um, right. Where are we at now? Like, I mean, there's 60 points in it. Like, Ferrari have to go for it. Leclerc has to go for it, plain and simple. Um, balls to the wall stuff. But, unfortunately, some of this stuff has been uh, out of his hands uh, throughout the year. But where, where do you kind of see this going? And I do have another few bits and bobs to go through as well. Actually, sorry, let's do that first before we go to Hungary, right? Uh, the talk is about Las Vegas next year and what event is going to lose out. There was talks of Spa being in a bit of trouble, which I, I find so hard to believe and i think it would be very very poor decision that's putting it mildly um france are a little bit worried as well but they've been given a little bit of good news off the record that they're relatively safe or possibly a bit safer and span or this is all speculation of course but like i just couldn't picture an f1 calendar without spa on it like what what, what do you make of that richie i'll start with you ah pure blasphemy like i mean that's ridiculous <laughs> like how can you have an f1 season without spa like one of, if not the most iconic circuits on the calendar. Like, I mean, this is what happened when you put a band of Yanks in, in charge. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't yeah. think they'd go so far as to take the likes of Spa off the, off the calendar. Like, I mean, ask any true real F1, any true racing fan, never mind an F1 fan, any true racing fan, like, or, or, or racer. Where would you like to go best in the world to race? Nine times out of ten, you will be told Spa. Yeah, I I think it's 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 it is it's incredible that they're even considering um, removing it from the calendar, especially after the money they spent as well with all the new uh, profile yeah. of Eau Rouge and a few others. But it it is a bit of a sign of the times. I think they're just chasing the dollars and literally the dollars with in America. You know, not just you know money in the, in that sense. Um. I don't know. It's if if they lose Spa, I think it's it's a real paradigm shift. You know, it's we we have to realize that there's you know there's new people in charge of the sport. They're aiming it for maybe a new audience, which is great in one respect. And we don't want to be what do they call them gatekeepers, where you're only allowed in if you can answer these ten questions about Formula One from the seventies or something. You know, we we there is new new blood is needed and wanted, and we it, it's great to get it, but we can't lose track of where where the sport came from and. Uh, you know, there is a handful of iconic tracks. You know, you have your Monza's, your Silverstones, Spa. You know, there's a few other ones you could start, you know, maybe on the second tier, like Suzuka and stuff like that. But to lose Spa, I think, would be blasphemy, is exactly the right word, as Richie put on it. It, it, it. It'd be shocking, but I can see it happening too. Um, I think if they did lose Spa, what should happen is the day after it's announced, I think IndyCar should just. Decide to rock up at Spa and put, rather put it on their calendar because it would, if from a PR point of view, it would be immense for for IndyCar, which is having a bit of a resurgence at the moment. Um, to just turn around and go, right, you aren't going there, we'll go there. Um, that'll definitely get a bit of attention. 
lads, I know on an ideal world you probably wouldn't have the race in the calendar and you probably wouldn't have Miami on the calendar. I'm fairly certain I'm right in saying that from the two-year point of view. Just give me a nod to confirm. Yes. Uh, right. So, like, this is obviously happening. Uh, which race, in your opinion, if one does have to go, does go? To make room for Vegas? Mm. Not that you want it, but it's going to happen. So, what do you swap out? Can we swap out Miami for Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I, I I suppose there's probably there's definitely an argument to be had for rotating the circuits and you know not having them every year. But I think there should be a core group that are every year, and Spa should be in that. So, you know, there's a few of them that we could maybe swap out every couple of years. Um, you know, Azerbaijan or something like that. You know, nothing wrong with it as a slightest, but. You know, it, there's too many street circuits too, you know, that's yeah. like, and America, I know they want to go to America. America has some of the best tracks in the world. It's got Watkins Glen, Road America, Road Atlanta, yeah. you know, um, just off the top of my head. There's, some, there's just some phenomenal, um, Barber, Skip Barber Raceway is a beautiful circuit just to look at, never mind to see a car drive around that. Um, there's loads of tracks over there in the States that, that would be, you know, Mecca for, for F1 if they could just get their approval from the FIA, which might be easier said than done, but you don't need to be creating more cookie cutter, you know, street circuits. Just that's the, you know, it's, it's, it seems to be more about the town or the city than, than the race itself. Like, which is a shame, I think. Richie, Maybe it's the way it's going. to tidy up the tracks that Barry has mentioned out rather than put all this money into basically redeveloping or restructuring a city for, for, uh, for the weekend, which is, is probably going to be the Vegas way of looking at it anyway. Yeah. Like given, given the choice, like, to me, you and Barry, like purists that that love F1 or love motor racing in general, like obviously those circuits, like you know, Imola, Monza, Silverstone, you know, Spa, all these iconic circuits, like they should be just permanent on the calendar, and swap around the other ones, like like that fucking meaningless, like Azerbaijan street circuit where there's twenty miles of runoff, like drivers don't get punished on. These more modern circuits, like players, the old school circuit, the proper proper racing circuits, they should never be taken off the calendar. Yeah, there's definitely yep. there's, there's there's room there for them for for you know, I can I, but I, I I suppose the answer is that we see Miami and all the you know it was more about who went to watch the show in terms yeah. of all these I don't know who often were anyway, but probably not their target audience to be fair. But there was you know it, it's they're not going to go to Road America or Road Atlanta or. You know Watkins Glen or any of the you know see well not Sebring you wouldn't race an F1 car in Sebring but you know um the these circuits the one in that there's a, there's one in Las Vegas what's it called with the corkscrew Richie ah oh, um, it's only up the road from Las Vegas Jesus I can't think, believe I think can't think of the name of it anyway they got the yeah Laguna Seca Laguna Seca which is not far from like so there's lot the point is there's loads of tracks but I you you're not going to get Fighting, I don't know, Kardashian number four or whatever one there is, up to up to, up to um, you know, to Watkins Glen to watch a race, but she'll go to Miami. I, you know, yeah, only one different to be honest. No, no, but someone does, and that's that's the reason for it. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Well, look, the the Razmat has, I suppose, there is a certain place for it, but it shouldn't become the main focus, which unfortunately sometimes it does, and then the F one is. You know, secondary. So, right, we'll move it back to to Hungary, lads. What's happening? What's our predictions? Um, what's our, I suppose, things to look out for? Richie, I'll start with you again. I I know I keep going here, but she's Leclerc and Ferrari. 
they have to be seriously upset with themselves after last weekend. Um, probably come out all going to players and Leclerc Paul, and I hope Leclerc win just to keep the championship alive. I'd um, mm. I'd like to see not not that I'd like to see Max run into a bit of trouble, but if we could get Max finishing outside the top five or six and let Leclerc grab a win, just just try narrow the gap, just try make it some bit more interesting with with ten races to go. Mm-hmm. Barry, yeah, I think it, it it like Hungary is a relatively tight and twisty circuit. It's not particularly fast in terms of top speeds and everything, so it should play into Ferrari's hands massively with their their car, which is a high downforce, low top speed, relatively speaking, low top speed um, package compared to the Red Bull at least. So it really should be Ferrari home turf in that respect. Um, Leclerc will be. It's going to be very interesting for Leclerc because, uh, you know, his approach is I can't keep, you know, I'm driving as fast as I've ever drove, but I keep making mistakes. He could very easily find himself in a bit of a a situation where he's trying to drive artificial to not make the mistake and and suffer considerable loss of lap time, you know, just because he won't be driving naturally. So, um, Sainz could have a bit of resurgence. I think it'll be a Ferrari, but I wouldn't be convinced it'll be Leclerc. Yeah, because in saying that now, in France, Sainz was the quicker driver all weekend, wasn't he? More or less. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And there, I know we, we kind of wrapped up in France, but the the pit stop thing from Ferrari again with Sainz is just, you know, they're they, they stopping them with 11 laps to go up on one of the mediums. And I know the line afterwards was that they were afraid that the car was going to run out of tyres or whatever. Now, I don't buy that for a second because no. if they were going, they would have known that like Leclerc was out of the race from lap 15 or 17 or whatever it was, it they didn't get any new information after that. So what if they if they thought they were going to run out of tires, they knew that way, way earlier. So they should have pitted them earlier so they could have got advantage out of the out of the new mediums they put on. Um I think it was just another Ferrari mess, to be honest. Um that they tried to they tried to kind of unravel afterwards and say they did it on purpose, but I don't know. They'll, you know, they'll, 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 they'll put the driver in the car backwards someday and then say they did it on purpose for some reason. Like it, it, it they, they can't be seen anymore to make mistakes. So they're, they're, they're just uh, everything they do. They're saying they're doing it on purpose, and it only makes them look worse. But it was, uh, I, I think it was a bit of a mix up with with science mm-hmm. again. So they need to sort that out because they're just shooting themselves in the foot race after race, and they can't do that in France. Definitely not, or in Hungary. No, just, I know, I, I know. We finished, but just to reiterate on what Barry's saying, like it's, it's think about Ferrari. The last time they won a championship was with Kimi Räikkönen, and uh, I don't know how long ago that is now. And it's like fourteen years. Ago. Is Where is it? Two thousand and seven. Yeah, 14, I think in around fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, I was thinking. So was that the, 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 they started to come close with. Um, let, let's just say Vettel, for instance, and it's like they imploded. Once that's like all the good ideas, all the everything just gets thrown up in the air, and just whatever you catch, that's what we we'll run with. And it just seems to be the very same again. It's like you know, lads, you are in with a chance. Like relax, calm down. Don't you know? Actually, whoever your strategist is, take your head out of your arse. Like I mean, you know, get the thing right. Jeez, hmm. you're frustrated as a fan more so than that, Richie. Yeah, 
Fair yeah, enough. I'm not taking you so like genuinely, yeah, yeah, I know, and you've it's been a fan all your life, lads. Before we finish up, actually, I meant to say this. So last night on the Irish Rally podcast, we had a lad called Alan Heary on, who is the high performance director of the Motorsport Ireland Rally Academy, and uh, it came on, to on, yeah. yeah, it came to me while it was on air about what we were talking about with Angela Cullen and Lewis Hamilton. Now, I didn't say what you called Angela Cullen, Barry, right? <laughs> but I did ask him about the whole thing of him uh, leaving all his stuff to her and she bringing everything around. So his theory on high performance is like you're literally removing all the human aspect out of it. And your job is to race. Their job is everything else. And I said, but there's high performance versus human. And he said, there's actually a very high chance that she could turn around and said, if you take the stuff off me, I will break your arm. He said, I wouldn't rule that out. Because that's the way high performance people think. Mm, now, it's possible. It's I didn't possible. get any greater clarity than that on it, but I did put it in while I had him, like you know, on the relationship in general that they had. Um, so that was that was his take on it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 certainly plausible. I can see his argument for sure. Um, you know, but I don't think it's necessary because there's 19 other lads out there that aren't doing it. So now, yeah. you know, some would say they're not as good as, as Hamilton, but there's definitely a few of them that are, are, are on the par. So. But there's, there's an argument. It's not for nothing, you know. Someone has probably figured it out somewhere along the line, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Richie, I'll come up to Kirkstown the weekend and carry your bags around for you. Yeah, <laughs> See how you get on. I'm not, I'm not leaving out unless you promise to carry my bags. And... I will. I will, yeah. And you have to go, I don't know, three tenths quicker than you've ever went before. And then if, if you don't, then the, the whole the whole thing, doesn't, that's that's our science experiment. Don't well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you very quickly. I'll actually that, have or... to go three tenths faster. If you're carrying my bags, I will go faster. <laughs> there we go science I'll, I'll say one thing on, on Alan Heary in fairness to him right Alan Heary went across to rally and haven't had literally no experience in it cycling was his background a few other bits and bobs and um, he said that he threw himself in and he said I asked all the stupid questions in the world just to get a feel for the sport itself and now he's not calling himself an expert but he's now in a position with that greater knowledge to actually give them the information that they, that that I suppose they need without having been in the sport all his life, which I think is very, very interesting. You yeah, and I mean? it's probably an argument for that because, he, you know, he, he's not, I don't know the chap at all, I unfortunately didn't hear the podcast, but I, I he's not, um, I suppose, influenced by by previous, just, oh, that's the way we've always done a type uh, setup. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's that, you know, fresh eyes on something can sometimes be the best thing it can take. So that's that end of it, I don't 100% agree with, for sure. Yeah, definitely an open book. He's worked with a few circuit racers as well, Kev. Alan yeah. Heary. Yeah, I think he's worked with Nicole Drought and a few more of, let's say, mm. involved with Leo and whatever, a few of the youngsters. And um, mm. listen, they all sing his praises. They all have great things to say about him. And, and listen, fair play. And sports psychology is a massive thing at the moment. But um, fair enough, maybe at Hamilton's level, he's more comfortable that I'm just here to race. I'm just here to win. Like, can't see the harm in carrying a bag, but that's going to fucking do to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, good good insight to be got over there, Charlie Podcast last night as well. Sorry, another shameless plug, but cross promotion all does does work. Um, in fairness, the Irish F1 show, the Irish Rally Podcast, and the left wing back were all in the top twenty on our podcast uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So that was that was cool enough. Um, we do have a lot of. Uh, I said this on. The Irish Rally podcast last night, in terms of the people listening from, from various countries, uh, I'll just now drop a few of them. Obviously, we've got a few here in Ireland, uh, United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Spain, Russia, Germany, Belgium, Taiwan, Macedonia, Japan, Hong Kong, Estonia, and Brazil. That's pretty cool, isn't it? 
That is pretty cool. Barry, Who does the subtitles there's for? There's no one from Barbados <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> we'll have to get out to Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> Barry yeah. is a celebrity in Barbados, believe it or not. Janie Mac, <laughs> we may get them on it. I, I wonder if we it's can for another day. Strategic marketing done, and we'll, we'll target Barbados in in particular. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll do that. Big, Lads, massive motorsport we... community over there. So, oh, really sure. Even the, 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 the rally over there is phenomenal. Like they make a real yeah. proper carnival out of it. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, and they have a driver. Um, I just can't think of his name. Maloney. I think Zane Maloney. So there's obviously an Irish connection to go back far enough. Uh, he's in FIA F3 at the moment, doing very well. Um, he's uh, a, a Bayesian, as they say, driver. Uh, who's trying to make his way to F1. So there you go, round it out nicely. Any other business before we finish her up, lads? I hope you That's weren't up suspicious when you were in Barbados, Rabbit. <laughs> no, just sweating. <laughs> getting into a driver race car 40 degrees Celsius and get into it and get into a tin top. And uh, the only thing is all the locals were look, were very worried about me and they kept giving me coconut water, which was grand. <laughs> so, so, now, I mean, really, off the tree, cut it in half. Here, drink that, you'll be all right. So... Yeah, a bit of an experience there for two years, and it's uh, was mega crack altogether. Yeah, well, look, uh, I should mention as well, I was having a bit of a crack at the start with, with Rapcorn. I went straight in and gave you a bit of abuse, Baz, but uh, no, thanks all the same. Uh, really appreciate the support and to, to PFT travel safely on time every time. Contact MJ there. Uh, check them out on Facebook as well. We really appreciate their support. Uh, Barry, Richie, a pleasure. We'll chat to you again next week about Hungary. Until then, take care. <laughs>